Hey, it's Jason. Before we get into this podcast episode, quick question for you. And that is, would a private voiceover community help you? Basically, uh, think of it like a place, like an online community to meet, ask questions, encourage others, and get audition feedback so that you can grow as a voiceover actor and grow your business. Is that something that you would be interested in? I've had some students ask me about it, so I just wanted to kind of put a feeler out there and just see uh, if there's any interest in a voiceover community. If you want to see more details about it and give your input, you can do that at voiceacting101.com slash group. There's a form there. You just fill it out. That's got some questions on it, and that'll kind of give me some uh, feedback on whether or not you're interested in it. It's up in the air right now. I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but it is something that has been brought up a few times. So I just wanted to put it out there and see uh, if there was anyone else interested in it. Again, it's voiceacting101.com slash group. I'd love to get your input on it. All right, that's it. Now on to the podcast. How do you create a website for your voiceover business? What are the steps to take to get it done and get your business live and online? All the steps, we're going to cover them coming up. Hey, it's Jason from Voice Acting 101, and welcome to episode number two of the Voice Acting 101 podcast. Happy to have you here. This is a question that I've been getting a few times this week. And it deals with creating a website for your voiceover business. Some people have asked uh, for some steps in what to do exactly to get it done. Now, I created a guide on creating websites uh, a while back, but I've actually changed my thinking about the whole process. So I'm going to cover that coming up. But first, why do you even need a website for your voiceover business? Well, the website is kind of the home for your demos, right? This is where you want to be placing your demos so that you can send people to your website, they can hear your demo, and then they will hopefully hire you. So that's the whole point of having a website. So I don't see any reason why you would need a website if you don't yet have your demos. The website comes after you have demos. Now, uh, some people will go through like a some kind of online, I guess you call it a voice training school you know there's online schools and they'll go through and they'll they'll help train you and then they give you a demo and then they provide this profile but it's not actually a website it's just like a little profile page on some other site same thing with like online casting sites when you sign up for an online casting site you get like a profile page with it that isn't good enough that's not the same thing as having your own website so you definitely want to have your own website because uh, imagine if you are on an lo- online casting site, you have a profile page, and you're promoting that profile page. People are going to go to that profile page, but there's a possibility that they're going to find uh, one of your competitors and just go for one of your competitors. That makes for a really hard business if you're constantly promoting your competition. So what you want to do is have your own website and not send them to a place that also houses thousands of other voice actors. Uh, now you know why you need a website Uh, Before we get into actually the overview and the steps involved with uh, creating your website, you want to decide, are you a do-it-yourselfer? And by do-it-yourself, I don't mean like getting, you know, into coding of a website and uh, having to know programming and stuff like that. There's easier ways to do it now, and it's still considered do-it-yourself. So you can do it yourself the easy way, or you can also hire someone to just handle everything with the design and the actual programming of the website. So if you want to hire someone, you probably want to look up like a local website designer or you can go on upwork.com and you can find someone that way. But if you want to do it yourself, these are the steps to take to do it yourself. 
So the first step is you want to purchase your domain, and that is the actual address of your website. Now, things to keep in mind, I buy all my domains from Namecheap.com. I, I like them. They're easy to deal with. You could go with another one like GoDaddy, but there's a lot of upsells when you try to check out through GoDaddy. And I think the renewal fee is actually higher. So that's just why I always go through Namecheap.com. I'll leave a link for Namecheap in the links and resources section uh, below the podcast. Now, other things to consider when you're picking out your name, your your website address, if you can just get your name, assuming your name is not difficult to spell and it's not too long, that would be a good route to take. So you want yourname.com. Or if you need to, you can also add VO or voiceover. Some people say voice of and then the name. Just make sure it's not too long, no hyphens, and uh, you want it to be a .com. So those are the important things. Keep it as short as possible so it's easy to remember. And also make sure it's not something that can be confused. Some names can be spelled several ways. So if that's your case, just keep that in mind and try to avoid any confusion. Like Jeffrey is a name that can be spelled a couple different ways. So once you have your domain name purchased, the next step is to purchase your hosting. And that is where your website will actually live, the computer that holds all the files that make up your website. So some things to keep in mind, four things actually. You want uh, fast page loading time. You want good uptime, good customer service, and SSL certificates. Now for page loading time, the reason for this is because there are some statistics out there that for every second that someone has to wait for your website to load, you lose so many people, right? So people aren't going to come and wait like four or five seconds for your website to load. So you can increase the speed that your page loads by uh, using a good hosting company. And a lot of them will talk about this. A lot of them say that they're fast. Uh, You just have to do a little bit of research. Uptime is another thing. A lot of them have really good uptime, up where near like 99.9%. But any downtime, you know, usually happens at the worst time. So you just want to pick one that has uh, a good reputation for having a high uptime. Customer service is another big benefit. Some of them you're going to be able to call. Some of them you'll be able to chat or do like support tickets. So when you have a problem, you definitely want the customer service to be there to be able to help you. And then also the SSL, it's uh, basically just a security certificate that goes on your website. You may have seen it. It's a little padlock icon when you visit a website, and it also makes it HTTPS instead of just HTTP. Now, you may be thinking, what do you even need uh, security for? You're not selling anything or, or accepting credit cards right on your website. Um, But there is one little warning message that pops up in some browsers that will basically say, warning, stay away from the site, it's dangerous, it's not secure. So if you have that SSL certificate, that is going to prevent people from seeing that message and thinking that you have a dangerous website. And, uh, you know, they'll just click away and won't even hear your demos. So the host that I use for most of my stuff is WPXHosting.com. Uh, I'll leave a link in the links and resources section below. Now, uh, they meet every single one of those, right? They have incredible speed. The uptime is unreal. The customer service, they'll respond to you within a couple minutes, and they give you the free SSL certificate. Now, they are a little bit pricey. Uh, it runs like $250 a year, $250 a year. So you can go cheaper. Uh, some other ones uh, that you may want to consider that also include the free SSL, you're going to have to give up a little bit on the customer service and the uptime and the the speed. But Bluehost is one option and HostGator is another option. And they all provide free SSL 
which is kind of the uh, the most important because if people come to your website and they see that warning message, you don't even get a chance with them. Again, I use WPXHosting.com. One other thing when it comes to hosting, uh, some people choose to buy their domain and their hosting with the same company. I don't do that. I use Namecheap for the domain and WPX Hosting for the hosting par- portion of it. And that's mostly just because a lot of times when you uh, buy them from the same company, your domain renewal price is going to be jacked up. And if uh, if you just go with Namecheap, it's like 10 or 13 bucks a year. So that's why I keep them separate. Also, just if I change anything in the future, if I go with a different hosting company, I can uh, easily route it through Namecheap. I can go to my new hosting company. They're not all tied together and it's not so intermingled. If there's a problem, it's easier to troubleshoot. So I just prefer to keep them separate. And then once you have your hosting set up, the next step is to install WordPress. So WordPress is kind of the foundation of your website. It's a uh, it, it's called a content management system. It used to be just for bloggers. Bloggers used it a lot for creating blog posts. But now it's kind of taken over the internet and websites and um, the majority of websites out there are now using WordPress. It's free. You can get it at WordPress.org or uh, with your hosting company. You can also usually just uh, click one button for install WordPress. It's so popular. Like I said, that's going to be the foundation of your website. So uh, you're going to be able to add in other things that work along with WordPress. There are many plugins that have been made available that can help you in all kinds of ways with your website. So WordPress is the foundation in what your website's gonna be built on. All right, so once you've got WordPress installed, now we gotta get to the design part of your website. So a few options, if you want something custom, you can go to a place like 99designs.com and run a contest and several designers will design your, your website according to how you describe what you want it to look like. That's a custom design that you could go after. I think that's a little overkill. You can do it if you want to, uh, if you're if you're really into branding and you want to, you really want to build a custom design, then that's one option, just hiring a designer. Uh, another option, which is what I used to talk about a lot, was themeforest.net. You can go there and you can get a WordPress theme. Now, one problem I found with using themes so if you don't know what a theme is first, it's it's basically like a pre-made website and you just go in and you change the content to match whatever you want to say on the website. And it kind of looks the same, has the same uh, appearance, but the content is going to match what you have to offer and what you have to say in the words that you use. But the problem is a lot of themes are overkill. They have like e-commerce sections and blog sections and video sections and Uh, customer support sections, and all these things that you have to kind of, it's just junk that you don't need on your voiceover website. So you have to remove it, and that just takes time. If you're doing it yourself, it's it's using a lot of time just to get rid of stuff. So now what I recommend and what I use for most of my websites is something called Thrive Architect, and that is a page builder. It's basically like a drag-and-drop uh, page builder. You just drag items on. You you can. It's really easy to use. Thrive Architect has a lot of tutorials, so it's easy to to pick up and learn and use. And it's similar to Wix, in that it's like a drag and drop. But the cool thing is is that uh, you can either buy it outright. You can you can do a monthly subscription. But if you're just going to use Thrive Architect, it probably makes more sense just to buy it outright. So Thrive Architect is what I use for the actual design of a website. Uh, what to include on your site. So like I was saying, a, a voiceover website is pretty simple. 
It's the home for your demos. So demos need to be front and center on your website. And you also want to be able to be contacted from your website. So that means including your phone number and a contact form so people can fill out a form and just, you know, it sends an email right from your website. So demos, phone number, contact form, those are the basics of a voiceover website. You can get fancier. You can have a blog if you want, uh, if you think that's going to help you with SEO, or you can have testimonials on there. Um, What else could you do? An about section about you, things like that. You can always spice it up more, but the bare minimum is having your demos, your phone number, and your contact form on your website. So that pretty much wraps up how to create your website, a high-level overview of the steps involved and each step of the process. I hope that helps you. Uh, Don't forget, if you have a question for an upcoming podcast episode, make sure that you click the link below that says upload a voiceover question. All you have to do is record your own MP3 and then just uh, upload the file right there. I'll get it, and hopefully I can include your voice with your question in an upcoming podcast episode. If you don't want to include your voice, then you can just uh, send me your question via email, jason at voiceacting101.com. So that wraps up episode number two. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Have a great week. 